0: aka assistant Trez
1: I'm just wondering where's producer travis it's been a minute since he's been on the show is he okay I hope he's doing okay miss you buddy
2: well isn't that nice I'm I'm here I'm right here can you believe it I'm back I'm back I was on a soul I was on a soul hike it took a lot longer than I thought uh ended up in some weird spots but here yeah, I'm back I made my way home did you drive around listening to tom petty a lot travis yeah tom petty and if you can believe it uh jason moraz a lot of jason moraz would you you say that you're back and better than ever oh man am i better than ever i feel refreshed (laughs) ready to go i've got more energy than i've ever had uh yes i'm here for you thank you for if you were wondering where i was if you were worried about me i do appreciate that but I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm in tip-top shape, uh, and, and, and your concern uh, it means the world to me. Thank well, you. Well, you're looking sexy, that's for sure. Thanks, baby. Is it because you, it, it
3: you got, got your hair cut? I was going to say, you do yep. look, you look uh,
2: uh, like well-rested. Yeah, fresh haircut. I've been sleeping more. Uh, I've actually been uh, going to bed instead of falling asleep in my chair, uh, so that's been really nice, actually. Uh uh so yeah yeah feeling feeling good feeling uh feeling rejuvenated yeah back and ready ready for ready for action with the boys that's what we love to hear man
4: wfod starts now
3: My name is Mike. I am joined by my good friend, Mr. Drunkard STL on the Twitters. Hello. 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 Howdy. And drunk after uh, a several week sabbatical.
2: What?
3: Uh, Guess who's back? CM Punk. CM Punk is back, (laughs) drunk. But also, the king of pranks. (laughs) What? The albino alligator. Jaguar impressive. The
2: popcorn bitch, the duke of denim. Mr. Travis Hulse is here. Hello, Travis. Guess who's back? Coach T. Back again. Travis back. Tell a friend. We're telling everybody, baby. Travis,
3: uh, coming up after the break, we're going to be talking to director Chad Farron. He made a movie called Pig Killer. Uh, It's about a serial killer. Uh, Jake Busey's in it, Travis. He plays it. What? Spoiler alert, Travis. He hacks Bai Ling into many pieces in like the first five minutes of the movie. Jake Busey of uh, Starship Trooper fame? Yes, yes. Uh, are you spoiling who the killer is? Yeah, well, it's it's made pretty obvious pretty quick, Travis. Okay. While the credits are still rolling, he's chopping Bai Ling's head off, so.
2: Oh, sure. Perfect, uh, it, perfect. The
3: movie is fantastic fucking far out, Travis. I recommend this one. It's it's about a serial killer that really exists, and through the whole movie you'll pause it and go, wait, that didn't really happen, right? Like, he made a silencer out of a dildo, Travis? The guy was wild. Love
2: uh, wild serial killers. Not that I wish they existed, but the stories you hear afterwards. Man, oh man. (laughs)
3: Travis, I know that you're a big fan of the
2: Bored Ape Yacht Club. Oh, Um, one of... if If there's... two things that I'm a fan of uh, on the internet. It's the guy who likes to masturbate with other guys, and it's the (laughs) Bored Ape NFTs.
3: Now, Travis, they had a party. Did you hear about the Bored Ape Yacht Club's parties?
2: I'd either have, like, a subconscious filter or I have an actual filter on my phone to never hear about the Bored Ape. So, no, I did not.
3: (laughs) I'm really excited that you haven't heard about this yet, Travis. Drunk, do you know about this? I don't. So... What happened, Travis? They had a big party. The, the the people who make the Board Apes had a party for people who bought the Board Apes. Recent, recently they had this party? A recent party, yes. Okay.
1: They can't be worth it. It happened when Yuga Labs held a party in Hong Kong for owners of Bored Ape NFTs during their Ape Fest event, making good on their promise to make sure NFT bros actually got something for their money instead of just talking about future utility. However, thanks to extremely high levels of UV light, a bunch of attendees have ended up in hospital nearly blinded and in horrible pain. Now, Travis,
3: what happened was... That would be that would be me because I'm sensitive to light like that a fella went to the store I now I I don't know this is what happened but this is most likely what happened Travis so, a fellow went to the store to buy black lights and bought Tanning bed lights instead.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so did he, did, is, did is this trip to Hong Kong for free or I'm sure it's not, but if you got a million dollars to spend on a JPEG,
2: then you could probably afford a flight. Yeah, like JPEGs that are just... now worth like a tenth of what they paid
1: for them. Apparently the symptoms of having UV light blasted directly into your corneas is the equivalent of climbing Mount Everest and getting snow blindness, and can seriously lead to long-term damage. <laughs> what
2: the- so they so they bought tanning bed lights or grow lights instead of black lights for the party. And nobody realized this until they started getting extremely sick.
3: Travis, when I heard about this, I immediately thought of when everybody was making fun of uh, Trump for looking at the eclipse. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I have a lady yelling at Trump to not look at the eclipse. Don't
0: look at the sun without your eclipse glasses.
3: Apparently
2: these people are, like, really fucked up, Travis. <laughs> like, oh, of course. <laughs> if they, if this is a party, I would imagine this party went on for hours and hours, and they would have been staring at these lights, I mean, inadvertently, the entire time, if they were not staring directly. Even if they were staring at somebody, and one of these UV lights was behind them, Dude, you're there. going to have all that exposure.
5: I'd have been there 15 minutes, be like, these lights are killing me. I I gotta go. Yeah, like, I, I gotta
1: bounce.
2: Bang. But they didn't want to uh, leave their super exclusive Bored Ape Party.
1: As a response to the eyeball burning, Yuga Labs said, 15 people we've been in direct communication with so far represent less than 1% of the approximately 2,250 event attendees and staff at our Saturday night event. So only
2: 15 people got blinded. Travis. I- eyeball burning. That doesn't sound like Lacey can fix that. <laughs> the uh, representatives from Hugo Lab said, don't worry. Uh, they're going to whip up a special 15 NFTs for the people who lost their eyesight at the party.
3: <laughs> they can't look at them, but they'll just know they got something valuable.
2: They'll have to use the like AI descriptive services to uh, to, to describe what their new they're NFTs look
3: like. They're going to need that Geordie
2: LaForge surgery.
3: Travis, last week, you weren't here, but we did a uh, a story about uh, Homer Simpson. Apparently, Homer Simpson isn't going to strangle his son anymore. Uh, I thought
2: they reversed that.
3: Well, they did, Travis, and I have a really good... Now, this guy, I think, has a future in media. I pulled this guy specifically because I was very impressed with his news-reading ability. He has an update on the Homer Simpson story.
4: James L. Brooks, developed and producer of The Simpsons, was quick to dismiss humors that the show would be parting from the long-standing bit after a recent episode suggested the character had changed his face Giving the times. Don't think for a second we are changing anything, Brooks told People Magazine.
2: And the sound quality is really good too right. with that like, nice music. Well, the back, back s- music, or
3: good. So yeah, they said, uh, they said he's still going to strangle his son, it's fine. So that's good. He's been, strang- He's been strangling Bart for
2: thirty years. There's no reason to change now.
3: Drunk does have a cola here. December is Diet Month, and and I don't know if this will come out. Oh, it's going to be real close, Drunk. Whether I'll make sure this comes out on the first. Yeah, okay, I appreciate it. Because that. Travis, I I think that I'm going to be okay with Drunk doing the probiotic colas. Because it's still healthy, right? Sure. So it's diet adjacent.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, you could categorize it. It's, uh, they'd probably put it in the organic section, right? If you
3: got a Cola King, Cola's gonna taste it.
2: So it's diet, diet months. <laughs> hey,
5: gross.
3: All right, so this one's called an Pop Vintage Cola. Yeah, that's in the organic section. A new kind of soda. Drunk, that's over by the salads. It's-
2: Before you put that in your mouth, uh, real quick, how did you come up with having a diet month for a man who cannot stand because diet he's got sodas. all these
5: fucking diet sodas in his fridge and he wants to get rid of them.
2: Yeah, Travis, <laughs> I,
3: I, I get all of them. And so I have a bunch of diets, and it's
5: and about he, he time ju- we force him to fucking drink. He them.
3: justifies it as, "Oh, well, you're supposed to
2: try all the colos. And I, well, I guess that's true. We days. don't want to exclude a certain portion of our audience who will not fuck with a sugared soda. They will only mess with the. I diet told soda. him
5: when this started, I'm not going to drink any diet soda.
3: No, you got to try them all, drunk. I'm sorry. Anyway, this supports digestive health.
5: It's got probiotics, botanicals, and plant fibers. Oh, is nice. it like? That's
2: cola that's got gross. just like a and bunch of with, beano
5: while, shoved in it while it has plant fibers, <laughs> it is non
2: genetically modified organisms. So, so it's Olipop vintage cola, Travis. Do you think it'll, open? yeah? They, if there's one thing I know about the vintage crowd, is that they did a lot of probiotics and yeah, organics yeah, back then. I have a feeling that it
5: tastes to taste like a moxie,
3: uh, Travis. I have a fun cola story once. Oh, he's doing the sign of the cross, oh, before he tries his probiotics, spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. Cola. What do you think?
2: Oh, that's a weird Dude, face. that's a nasty face. That's a weird face. One six. One six? <laughs> that's not bad. Didn't even
3: hesitate. Does it taste like cola, or does it taste like a salad dressing? What does it taste like?
5: It starts off with something, and then it turns into like a water, and now I got that shitty fucking... Stevia taste in the back oh, of my fucking throat. Okay,
3: Travis. Uh, I was in Kansas City this past weekend, and I went to that did you get some barbecue. I went to that st- Arthur, soda store, Arthur Bryant's. Uh, no, I did. I didn't get any barbecue. Gates. While I, was there. I really need some, to, get, get get some, yeah, to get
5: some fucking barbecue. Yeah, get some go burnt to ends from alongside. That's where you want go to,
2: to go. Go. You got to go to the Arthur Bryant's. That's downtown in like the industrial oh, area. That's, that's, that's like too you exact. feel kind of sketched out being there, and get some burnt ends.
3: And they had about. A hundred different colas there. I ended up leaving with I think like twelve.
2: Uh, I Would I, you would you drop
3: on that? Uh, it, it was like thirty five bucks. I'd about to say
5: about thirty is what I was thinking. Yeah, that's
3: what I figured yeah. too. Yeah. And um one of the colas in particular, the guy behind the counter, like stared at longingly. And like he was afraid he was his co worker said that's his favorite cola. And he said, no, it's my girlfriend's favorite cola. Mm. And What? So. so <laughs> what a weird exchange. Now, Travis, I did not prompt any of this. This whole thing happened while I just kind of sat and watched. And he said, my girlfriend told me that if anyone buys this cola, I should tell them where they can get more at a cheaper price. and he got out a post-it note travis and wrote out directions to another store where i can buy this cola at a later
2: date did you immediately crack that soda and drink it when you walked out of the store because like what a crazy turn of events that somebody loves this cola so much that she told her boyfriend if they ever buy it you need to tell them where they can stock up
3: right right it must be great right too You'd bad it's diet so. month though because this one's sh- full sugar so oh but
2: le- you le- should have tried one yourself so you would know whether or not you needed to go to that special place <laughs> to get yourself get yourself a bunch travis i think what
3: that cola is going to be for us is our new year's cola i left the post-it note on it and once it's 2024, once we've we've gotten through diet month, that's how we're going to celebrate.
2: It is. With- and, and can you imagine if you crack that sucker on New Year's Eve? <coughs> Excuse me. And it, it really is like the best cola you've ever had. And it starts 2024 off. <laughs> right. Just so like, amazing. Fuck, I got to drive to Kansas City. Now. It's like, <laughs> what I'm a freaking year country. this is going to be. Right. We discovered the freaking holy grail of colas.
3: Guys, I'll tell you what I think what we need to do We need to take a break We need to regroup And when we come back, Chad Farron Is going to be on the program Stick around
0: W-F-O-G. I
3: love this song
4: That skag is cut light Alright, so take it easy tonight no that guy? That's this guy that's Piggy's powwow, baby.
0: Wait, that is him?
4: Oh, Willie. It was a good party. though. all get mad. I hear things get a little strange. The chicks come in, and they don't come out.
0: She works down here. I've seen her
1: around before. When was the last time? What's it worth? 30 women have gone missing from Esau.
0: Last I saw her, she was getting into Piggy's truck. You can
5: call me Piggy.
0: <laughs> Piggy? It's so stinking here. Mm, that's both <laughs> I Okay, my mind on the game. Piggy? Real weird fella. He has a pig farm, throws raves, partying on a pig farm. Can you imagine? <laughs> it was a pleasure to
4: meet you, Mr. Pickman You patent told me about your amazing parties. You are the best
2: host, but the most. Nothing puts him on like the Pickman
0: You're Roderick Willem Pickman? I'm David, his brother. Did he hit something? He's always running into something.
1: Oh my God. Sooner or later, you're going to have to own up to them feelings and how Mom missed you up. She done broke you like me, brother.
2: Hey, nobody's like your mama.
0: Why do you throw parties for strangers? I mean, you know, I want to. Give the world fun, bring some joy into this world, you know?
5: This is Garth Brooks. Do me a favor and stay put. And now we check in on the voicemail mm-hmm. of the Texas Roust. Mm-hmm. Phone Sex Steve Austin.
2: Hey Steve, mm-hmm. I've always had this fantasy that I was drunk at a bar and you drove me home and stayed over to make sure I was okay. Then in the morning, you served me pancakes and we made sweet, passionate love.
5: Well let me tell mm-hmm. you something, Phone Sex Steve Austin don't do sweet passion phone sex steve austin is gonna fuck you hard like the slut you are you don't come to phone sex steve austin for pancakes you silly bitch you come to phone sex steve austin for the ramen of your life and that's the bottom line austin 316 says i just fucked your ass do you have a kink that you'd like to explore call steve at 636-487-AND
0: it's
4: electric! You can see it It's electric! You gotta feel it It's electric! Ooh, it's shocking It's electric! Picking up mixed feelings of... woe. Whoa! Whoa. It's electric. It's Oogie, woogie 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 woogie. <laughs> but you know it's there. Here, there. Everywhere. I've got to move. I'm going on a party ride. I've got to groove, groove. Music I just can't hide Are you coming with me? Come let me take you on a party ride And I will teach you, teach you, teach you, I'll teach you the electric slide Some say it's mystic Oogie woogie, woogie 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 You can't resist it Boogie woogie woogie woogie, you can't do it without it. Boogie woogie woogie
5: woogie. woogie. <laughs> okay, too fast again. Show
4: you Boogie woogie woogie woogie. Boogie woogie woogie woogie. But well, you know it's there, here, there, and everywhere.
0: Once again, WFOD, wheelbarrow full
5: of dicks.
3: Welcome back. Our guest tonight is the writer-director of a new horror film based on a true story you won't believe. Pig Killer is available on demand starting November 21st. Chad Farrin is on the program. Hey! How's it going, man? Good, how are you? <laughs> Chad, I, I watched this movie. This movie's something else, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> how did this guy get on your radar, this?
1: Yeah, I mean, only a Canadian, I guess, could bring it to me. And that Canadian was Kate Patel, who uh, was friends with a producer of mine, Jeff Olin. And uh, he said, hey, I know this chick. She wants to make this serial killer biopic movie. And so I thought you'd be perfect for it. And I said, well, does she have the money? Because I don't want to be wasting my time or hearing some stories that I get excited about and then, (laughs) you know, have to go out and find the money, which is a near impossible thing to do. So he said, no, no, she's got access to money. Let's, you know, this is real. So we met at my favorite Chinese restaurant, uh, the Coral Reef, and uh, we ordered some (laughs) lunch specials, and she proceeded to tell me about this guy in Canada in Vancouver who, you know, from 83 to 2000 killed like 49 prostitutes, chopped him up and fed them to his pigs. So I was like, okay, that's, that's up my alley. Um, <laughs> I'm interested. Uh, keep going, <laughs> keep going, keep going. And, you know, it came out to be like, you know, how much do you think you can raise and, you know, anywhere from, you know, a hundred to 200,000 somewhere in there, you know, should be doable. So uh-huh. I said, well, Send me three grand and I'll write the script and we'll see. We'll go from there. So she sent me three grand. The check cleared. And I started writing the script, you know, two weeks later, I sent it to him and she loved it. And uh, a month later we were shooting. So you had no
3: prior knowledge to this guy before no. getting involved in this?
1: <laughs> I, I guess, no, I, you know, after I the, the meeting, I went home and I, I checked him out on, you know, uh, the internet and, you know, found some great stories about him and all these different colorful <laughs> characters in his life and uh, watched a couple documentaries on YouTube and I was like okay I think I got a handle on it yeah. at least the key parts of the interesting aspects of the story and the fact that you know I grew up on a farm in the from the midwest So I could relate to the isolation and the, you know, certain elements of his life, abusive parents, uh, you know, love of animals over people. I mean, I could totally kind of fill in the gaps of his thing. Growing up Catholic, so I had the religious element. I had all these things that were kind of like mirroring his, but instead of killing chicks, I went on and made movies. So I had an outlet for my insanity, but I poured that into the script. She dug the script just to, you know, she wanted to make it less what it is now. And I said, you know what, if I'm going to do this on the cheap, I need complete creative control. Cause I really, there's so much work and energy yeah. that goes into this that I, I, if I have to start, you know, saying, okay, cut out the dick shot or <laughs> take out, you know, the, the crotch shot of ginger Lynn or any of these things. I'm like, fuck you. I don't want to do it Yeah, because I have, if I'm going to make these things for nothing and get paid nothing and bust my balls to do it, I want to have what I want to see on the screen. Let me do my (laughs) art. Gosh. (laughs) So it's either, you know, you find someone who's like, okay, I'm cool with that. Or they walk away and I'm fine with that because it's, it's, you, you, you lay it out on the line, what you, who you are and what you're going to do. And I can promise, you know, the thing I told Jeff, I'm like, you know how many guys out there that she could have met that took the would take the money and run or make something out of focus and unwatchable or unsellable? <laughs> I mean, at least she knows she, her money's going to be up on that screen yeah. and it's going to make a splash. And here we are. I, I guess the real question
3: is, is why do we not know about this guy? I'd never heard of this guy. And throughout the whole time I'm watching this movie, Chad, my wife keeps pausing it. and She goes, that can't be real. And she looks it up and says, Oh my God, it's real. Right. So, like, I did not know this story at all, but it seems like you pretty much got it right for the most part. All this yeah, stuff no, really I, happened. I, I,
1: I think Canada kind of put a hush hush on the whole thing, you know, even the trial, very small snippets of it escaped thing they put a uh, they put a lid on the whole story and they kind of kept it hush hush and I you know realized how hush hush it is because a lot of film festivals you know they took a look at the film in Canada they were like you know we love the film but there's no way we can play this because we get 90 percent of our funding from the Canadian government and if we showed this they might pull our funding and I'm like well that sounds like censorship to me and it doesn't (laughs) so uh, if you want to live in Canada under censorship and dictators go for it but they, you know, those were the things that they kind of laid out. So then I started doing some research and realized that a lot of the press and all that stuff kind of kept uh, the story compressed and down and just little bits of it out because they never had that happen in Canada or that we know about. So. Yeah. It, it, kudos to them for keeping it so quiet yeah, it, but i think sounds, that's the main reason that it didn't you don't hear about it it sounds like
3: just from what little we know that it could have happened a whole bunch
1: and and just nobody bothered to look yeah no i think that's the other thing you know it's probably all over every third canadian's probably a serial killer for all we know how long but, uh, was? how long was he going he was doing years? it from eight, 83 to like 2001, 2000, something like that. That's that's nuts, Chad. It's nuts. And he was only convicted of, you know, two uh att- um uh, second degree murders, I believe. The soundtrack to this, Chad. Did, did you yeah. have input on that because the soundtrack is oh, amazing yeah. for this movie. The soundtrack is really kind of what got me going. I mean, the original, you know, uh one of The, the Wendy character is a combination of like two victims of, of his actual victims, one that survived and another one that died. And I kind of melded those together with elements of Kate Patel's actual life in Canada. They were kind of this mishmash of things. And the song uh, Tomorrow Wendy by Concrete Blonde was one of the huge influences while writing the script. And then, you know, Gerard McMahon, who I had worked with on a film called Parasites. I licensed a couple of his songs that, you know, I'm just a huge fan of his. You know, he did the the key song for the Lost Boys, Cry Little Sister. And, you know, he's just had an amazing career from the same time period that, you know, we were trying to emulate. So it was kind of once he signed on and said, here, I'll do the score. I'll play a role in your film and you can use 110 songs of your choice of mine, whichever you want to do. I, you know, I lit up like a Christmas tree, started writing, putting in songs in the scenes and all these kind of things that I'm like, you know what, I'm going to make my... Boogie Nights meets Henry Port of, Portrait of a Serial Killer and just go crazy with it. So Lost you, Boy's you, you...
3: guy wasn't really at any of Willie's
1: parties. <laughs> right? He could have been. <laughs> he was around there at that time. Up in Canada? <laughs> sure.
3: <laughs> I I have a, a technical question that you might not know the answer to. Uh, so you, you find out that this guy's been feeding dead bodies
1: to all these pigs, right? Right. What happens to the pigs? They got to kill all the pigs, right? Well, the pigs would basically be, you know, sent to slaughter, and then the slaughtered pigs would end up on people's dinner plates. And I think that's the kind of thing that they were all freaked out about is because this was going on for so many years, (laughs) and these pigs were being, you know, sent to slaughter. So people were in Canada were eating other people, you know, down the chain of, you know, food. The pig ate the person. You ate the pig. And the effects that that may have to you <laughs> mentally when you find out. So, so the, I mean, once
3: you find out, you can't serve those pigs. You just got to get rid of those pigs, right?
1: Yeah, I, I, I assume the last batch of pigs, the, who knows what the government did with. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it was going on for so many years that, you know, people were eating people. If, oh, if, sure. Jake Busey,
3: uh, amazing at playing a scumbag. He's like uh, a... <laughs> He has like a, a Hall of Fame scumbag career in, in movies, right? <laughs> did did you, I, I assume you wanted Jake Busey right from Jump Street, right?
1: No, originally, you know, we were uh, talking, Kate Patel wanted to play uh, the character basically in makeup and all this stuff. And we finally convinced her that that's just a crazy idea. She, wanted to, 108- she wanted to play the, the, Willie, the, the killer. Yes, yes, yes. So that was a big thing of convincing her that that's just insanity. And, you know, on this budget and whatever, she even did a makeup test. And, you know, she gave a great read of it and an interesting performance. But the amount of time to put her in makeup and to make it convincing would have just been unfeasible. I mean, you would have had a instead of a one hundred eighty thousand dollar film, you'd have a million dollar film. And all you did. The only difference is you have a chick in drag.
3: (laughs) That's amazing. This is, you're a your, uh,
1: uh, horror guy, right? You kind of came from Uncle Lloyd's school, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, my first film, Unspeakable, I sold to Troma and then had a little relationship with them doing their TV show and other little things and had a good old time and learned a little bit here and there. And, you know, it started in the trenches. And and you're still, you got a couple more I'm things. you am still in the trenches. <laughs> <laughs> you're still, you're making a sequel to something now, aren't you? Uh, I just made, we just made, uh, two sequels, uh, one Nightcaller, uh, sequel and, uh, the Deep Ones, a Lovecraft sequel that they come out in March, I believe, which is the Nightcaller sequel is called Scalper. And the other one is the old ones, which they both come out around the same time from the same distributor as Pink Killer Breaking Glass. Is Nightcaller another serial killer? Yeah, it's, it's basically a slasher, uh, giallo homage of, uh. A psychic is stalked by a, you know, she predicts the murders ahead of time from the serial killer. And then he's kind of on her trail throughout. Oh, he found out that she's
3: predicting his murders. And so he's trying to take her out. Right. That's what he's doing. Uh, and so this is this is going to be in theaters for a couple days and then it's going to be on demand on uh, the 21st. I guess it was that next week sometime.
1: Yeah, it's playing uh, select theaters on the seventeenth for probably about a week, unless it you know everyone in the audience goes uh, crazy and you know tears it off the screen. But uh, it plays there for about a week, unless it does well, and then it might go longer, open to different theaters. It's you know if people want it at their theater, they should you know call up Breaking Glass Pictures or their local theater and demand it and try to get it there. You know.
3: Uh, and where should I send people? Do you have like a <laughs> website or
1: so? what's what's a good place to, to Well, I guess you know, I guess maybe. I- Ask your local theater, whoever you know. I don't even know how any of that stuff works anymore. I, used I don't to be either. A, people would, you know, if there's a, a demand enough, a theater would be like, oh, okay, we'll book it. We're an indie theater or an art theater. Or if you have a an independent theater in your town, email breakingglasspictures.com and say, hey, try to uh, get this in my theater. You know, that, that might be a way to do it.
3: Chad, uh, I appreciate your time, man. It's cool talking hey, to you. Hey, thank you. you. Uh, hopefully, we can do it again <laughs> when the next one comes out, man.
1: <laughs> Let's do it.
3: Cool. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Killer Travis, it's it's quite a ride. Uh, it has a, it has the guy from um, uh, the Lost, the guy who does Cry Little Sister, is in the movie and does the soundtrack to the movie, and it makes the whole movie. Travis, the, the, that guy is fucking awesome.
2: Yeah. I don't know why that was there, but so yeah, no. That did was you give not... drunk access to the soundboard again? I did. Well, so I here's
5: did. the deal: there's like. Sub ones that if you press it, it goes into a, another page. And I thought that was one that went into another page. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you were browsing, but accidentally played a sound
2: instead. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah.
3: <laughs> now, Travis, do you remember several years ago when that kid with the Trump hat was smiling at the Indian?
2: Yeah, which was. Which was proven to be all bullshit and made up by the media and everybody on social media, but that never really made the rounds. Now
3: <laughs> that uh, I was researching that because that kid sued everybody, mm-hmm. and they and good for him. They all settled, Travis, and of course they did. So the amount that they settled for is not public
2: information. Hold on, let's start over. This kid did what now? The, he was the kid the that sand, stood on the, the Capitol the, steps, what that and kid's there name? was like
3: Sandman.
2: Yeah, and there was like a native. There was like the native Native American thing, and it was like a class trip or something. And he was just like staring in at a Native American guy in his face, and the Native American guy was staring back at him. And they were all like, "Oh, look at this racist son of a bitch in a Trump hat." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know.
3: <laughs> So, Travis, depending so on So he sued the news outlets. He sued everybody. He sued CNN. He sued MSNBC. Sued all the papers, okay. and they all settled. Drunk. Now, depending on who you read right they'll say he sued for 250 million dollars and then just say that and so that leads you to believe that he made 250 million dollars he didn't no way
2: no but but, you're not suing for 250 they're not settling for 250 yeah, then you, you'll if you get about 80
3: if you read the other way Travis they say well they just settled for uh lawyer fees and that's probably not true either my guess is they su- they gave him Enough money for him to go away.
2: Yeah, it's (laughs) enough money to buy himself into the colleges that were going to turn him away because of the news coverage that that got.
3: Now, the reason I bring that up is, did you see the kid that they're running through the mud right now? Kids probably eight years old was at the last Chiefs game, Travis, and he painted his face half red, half black because he's at a Chiefs game. And that's what you do at Chiefs games. You paint your face. Of course, they deceptively took a picture of this eight-year-old kid. Oh, from the black side, when he's turned to the left, oh, so that you could just god. see the black side. And they say this this kid came to the Chiefs game in blackface.
2: Oh my god!
3: And all of these sites are running this story about this racist eight-year-old Travis. And I, I don't see how that kid can't just sue the fuck
2: out of everybody. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, that's the thing, you know. I, I know that there are a lot of journalists out there that have integrity. The problem is what comes to the forefront of the mass media right. are these clickbaity bullshit pandering articles that are trying to get everybody fired up and sharing and retweeting and sharing and retweeting this bullshit. How can you keep doing this? I don't know. But
3: I what it's so transparent to me. It's so phony and gross. I don't know how you can see anybody post that picture and say that the eight-year-old kid is in blackface and racist. Yeah.
2: The eight-year-old kid consciously put on just blackface <laughs> to show how <laughs> he thinks it's okay to be racist. That's and how he went to a chief. Yeah.
3: Game. That's how he came to the chiefs game.
2: Yeah. And, uh-huh. and like
3: ever take that news outlet seriously ever again. Like how could you ever, ever take it seriously again? You just immediately disregard them as, charlatans trying to trick you right
2: yeah that's the thing because you're going to get that like instant exposure you're going to get those instant clicks you're going to get maybe even somebody to subscribe to your publication and then they're going to be like oh wait you guys are all fucking liars and you're going to lose more people than you're going to gain it's like not worth it in the end now travis i have some
3: really good news stories this week that that have nothing to do with blackface
2: but are vaguely Oh there there are some that don't have to do with blackface or racism.
3: <laughs> Travis, are you familiar with now are your kids into Minecraft?
2: Uh no. My oldest who is now twenty. 20- so what year is it it's the 2023 well this was now 22 24 years old he played minecraft okay uh years ago but no my my younger children do not play Minecraft. there's a very
3: popular minecraft youtube man named dream i i was trying to learn who dream was so that I could understand why I would give a shit about what Dream did.
5: So you went down the rabbit hole.
3: I went down the rabbit hole and I have a clip. This this is somebody describing to me Dream. His older mod showcases tended to be mostly the same with a little bit of education thrown in there. And of course, his speedruns were pretty much pure action and skill. Maybe some education too, if you're an aspiring speedrunner looking to glean some information from his old record.
2: So yeah, that's I don't under, I don't understand any of what that dude just said. Oh, you
5: didn't get so, that. So a speedrun let me break it down. So <laughs> oh, drunk got oh, it! Oh yeah. yeah. Let's hear it drunk. Um, <laughs> imagine you're playing Super Mario Brothers, right? Yep. So and the you speed hold down B is, is what you try to go through Super Mario Brothers as fast as you can. So you're to, like, not
2: trying to get any coins. Try to ba-
5: break the world record speed of finishing. But I thought game
2: Minecraft game. was building. But there's still like
5: a aspect of the game that's A timed thing
3: okay all right so those that would be what a speed
5: run is
3: dream he's very popular with the kids because he plays minecraft
2: i've heard the name dream but i didn't know who he was or what he was associated with you would be shocked how many of these internet celebrities exist that you would never hear of if you weren't into specific things like there was a while that my kid was like really into youtube so i know like a half dozen of these multi millionaires who just do stupid shit. And now he's like into Fortnite. So sometimes you watch Fortnite videos. So like, I know who like some of these mega popular Fortnite people are. If you had no idea about these specific, you wouldn't know these people were multi, multi millionaires <laughs> right, right. that were super, super popular.
3: <laughs> now he was, uh, he was on Snapchat, Travis. And that Snapchat, that's bad news. You get Evil. in trouble on Snapchat. Stay away from that one. I don't have the audio of what he was texting to minors, Travis. Uh, So I just had AI Johnny Cash read them. That makes Uh, sense. And then there's audio that he sent along with the text. So this is AI Johnny Cash uh, dictating dreams texts to minors.
0: I'd tease the shit out of you. Smiley face emoji. Kiss your neck. Run my hands up your body. You look so sexy, Ren.
3: And then this is the audio he sent along with that. I guess allegedly, right? Allegedly, maybe it's all fake. Allegedly, he sent this to a minor. Yeah, on Snapchat. Did they disclose?
2: Snapchat's not easy to use, especially when you're an older gentleman like myself. Did they disclose how minor this minor was? Uh, I think there's two. One was 14, one was 17. Oh God! Uh, here's seventeen's
3: league on a bunch
2: of states now. I was gonna say you're getting into the weeds. Anything younger than seventeen? Here, here's another one.
0: Fuck yes, your tits are so nice. Oh WTF? I'm so close. OML. I just want to fill you up, princess.
3: I'm just doing the journalism, Travis, and then this is the audio he sent with that one. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? Uh, yeah, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you the news. Uh, people are. What talking is the uh, OML? OML? Yeah. Oh my lord maybe? Oh. Oh my lord? lord? Cuz OMG is oh my god, so maybe OML is oh my lord.
2: Oh my Lucifer.
3: Maybe. Yeah. yeah so there's always that. I had to learn who Dream was to uh learn that uh, he was sending bad stuff and that And h- should- how old is this gentleman? I don't. Oh, I don't know that one, Travis. I, I
2: mean, if he's been making YouTube videos, he's gotta be for at least. He
3: nailed me on the follow-ups. There. Uh,
2: that is true. Yeah, if he is a YouTube star, which they don't really make those anymore, he's probably thirty.
0: Yeah, at least. Dream is twenty-four.
3: Travis, I uh, I have a pretty good pick of the week this week. Uh, oh, is it going to spark some discussion? I think so, yes, yes. Did I you haven't really been checking the internet a whole lot, right? You've been working no, on yourself. So yeah, you may really. have missed it. Have you seen the viral clip from Robodoc, the Robocop documentary that's been
2: floating around? I've not seen I really want to see the documentary itself, uh, and but I have not seen of any viral clips that have come from. Now, Robodoc,
3: I've watched the first part and I can tell you, Travis. Robodoc is my pick of the week, but really RoboCop is my pick of the week because there's <laughs> a new RoboCop video game. That oh, looks that looks so fucking good. Fucking awesome. I like I I was browsing for PlayStation fives the other day because I want to play this goddamn RoboCop video game.
2: Jeez, yeah, it, was, uh, uh,
3: <laughs> it looks
2: fucking great. But yeah, we it's only on it's only on PS5, right? Uh,
3: it's on PS5 and I think it's on Xbox.
2: But it's only the, the newest versions. You can't right. get it on like yeah. a PS PS four or whatever, yeah. Sure.
3: Uh, and and the fir- the first part of this Robocop documentary is amazing. But this the, the what prompted me to finally sit down and watch it is this viral clip. And if you haven't seen it, I'm excited to play it for you, Travis. Uh this is this is the one that's been floating around.
0: When we were in Manesson, Pennsylvania shooting the steel mill, Peter's upstairs, we're up two or three floors, you had to go up stairs to get to him we had an explosion behind him we make the explosion hot We're ready to go i went upstairs and i was carrying i don't know about eight oreos in you know a stack i'd hand him his weapon i'd say peter safety's off and he wouldn't take the pistol and he says robo wants an oreo and i looked <laughs> at him and go no it's just you and i peter robo doesn't get an oreo if peter wants an oreo peter can have an oreo and he clip-clops in the suit over to the edge of the railing. And Peter starts bellowing, Robo, what's an Oreo? And when the steel mill just echoes, Randy has Oreos, or Robo, what's an Oreo? <laughs> and Steve Lim over the radio goes, uh, Randy, do you have Oreos? So I stuffed that whole stack in my mouth and then <laughs> crunched them and let them fall down three stories onto everybody below me. And i not anymore. <laughs> and Robo got
5: upset. I heard he was really in the character during the whole.
2: Can you imagine a grown man saying <laughs> to you, "Robo wants an Oreo." <laughs> like, come on, dude! But the the whole documentary
3: has like a like a really good sense of humor, and it, they got everybody. Travis, Nancy Allen's in it, Peter Weller's in it, everybody's do, in it.
2: Do uh, they cover just the first one, or do they cover like the whole? like thing well, like the whole all the movies and i've only watched part one of four it's four hours so oh uh, shit i don't i don't know where it goes but oh that's like a that's like a crystal lake memories or a never sleep again like those long ass friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street documentaries i love it i will check that out
3: i pulled another clip i don't remember what this one was
0: i had a gentleman that worked with me and his official title it should have been the peter feeder because that's what the crew called him as the peter feeder because for some reason weapons had to feed peter oreos
3: <laughs> In terms of, I, this is the kind of documentary About movie making that I, I want I want to know I want to know how RoboCop Eats lunch and stuff You know, like I, I want to know The the fun stories Like so, I don't care who the uh, assistant Director was That that got the sound Actually they did a thing on like what all the sound ED209 sound effects was And that was really cool too So
5: this is on what platform?
3: It's on uh, the Roku channel oh. And it's amazing. So, uh, yeah, RoboDoc and the RoboCop. RoboCop in general is my pick of the week, Travis.
2: If if, if a younger generation hasn't seen any of the uh, RoboCop motion pictures or uh, the series, which wasn't great, uh, the cartoon, played the video games from, like, Super Nintendo on, It's the franchise is wonderful. I even have a soft spot in my heart for the mostly terrible Joel Kinnaman RoboCop remake. Oh, uh, I haven't watched that again since... I watched. It yeah, time. I need to watch it again because I like the idea behind it was cool. Like they took it out of like this 80s capitalist dystopia and they made it more like a surveillance state kind of thing, which is kind of a cool idea to do RoboCop nowadays. Uh, it's not a good movie, but I like Joel Kinnaman and Michael Keaton's in it. So, like I said, I, I enjoy it.
5: That's Drunk right. pick of the week. Yeah, drunks pick. <laughs> The week uh the Netflix movie Old Dads.
3: Oh yeah, we just watched
2: that. Bill Burr? Yeah. That movie Bill, Burr, is Bill Fucking funny, Burr. Dude. I haven't I haven't seen that one yet. It's, it's good. It's good. It's, it's good. good. And he was never like the whole premise of the movie is that he's an angry psycho that needs to work on himself, but he doesn't realize it. But pretty much through the entire movie, I'm like, he didn't do anything wrong.
5: No, a, a thousand percent. And that's why me and you are probably old now, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I'm like, "What's
2: what's the issue here? I don't I don't get it." <laughs> yeah, these people are acting like assholes. They deserve to be treated like assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're at
3: the uh, stage where the uh, the old antagonist you uh, identify with. More than the uh, starry eyed heroes? Is that what you're saying? No, they
5: are starry eyed heroes, is the thing, I think.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. And that's why, even like, you know, when we were younger and grumpy old men came out, and you were like, man, why do they act like that? They are so angry for no reason. I recently rewatched grumpy old men, and I was like, no, man, these guys are totally in the right. (laughs) 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 Travis, pick of the week. This is going to be coming out of the left field. So Travis's pick of the week this week is the ridiculous and not good Barbie movie that I absolutely loved.
3: (laughs) I I liked it, too, Travis. It's corny. Sure. But like, it's
2: fun. It's so stupid. And it has. It doesn't even hide its agenda. The agenda is right there, and you have to buy into by it immediately if you can stomach is? it. Yeah, yeah but I bar- you, buy
3: Barbies. I think Drunk's right, Travis.
2: What's that? Uh, the, the agenda, agenda of is, is buy Barbies? Barbies. Yeah, well, yeah, right. But I mean, the filmmaker's agenda was right there, and damn the patriarchy, and you know all that kind of stuff. But oh,
5: if so you can, men are bad.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. But if you can see past that, that movie is so ridiculous and so fun. I found myself laughing and giggling at how ridiculous it was for the entire thing. Uh, Barbie is my pick of the week. So did you Barbenheimer? I saw Oppenheimer in the theater. Uh, I watched Barbie on uh, whatever platform I watched it on. Sure,
3: Guys, we did it. Travis is back. Hey, baby. December is a big month for us, Travis. We got a lot going on. Uh, So, uh, yeah, uh, diet month is in full effect. A lot of ones coming, I yeah, think. Yeah, hand
5: turkey month ended, and we got how many hand turkeys? We got one. We Oh, it either. looks like we found a winner. Yeah, we got the winner. Bust <laughs> out the prize closet. <laughs>
2: you get a copy of Bone Jangles on DVD. Just send us your address, and Bone Jangles is coming your way. Charles, I think we need to have, like, a, like a watch, a Bo- Bone Jangles watch, where we- So, like- t- take it out of the plastic and actually put it in a dvd player?
3: I mean at this point we've hyped it up, right? We just need to watch Bone Jangles, I think. And it's it
2: I mean it to I'm be sure honest it's, it's probably to on Tubi, so Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs>
3: for listening to this installment of WFOD. If you enjoyed it, subscribe so you don't miss the next one on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, or your player of choice. While you're there, please take a moment to share a link, tell a friend, leave a review, or do any of the other things podcasts ask you to do. Our operation is 100% independent, so your support is appreciated. We don't advertise, so we rely on word of mouth to spread the gospel of the Dub Fod. The music featured in this podcast is provided by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. You can leave us a question or comment via telephone on the hand hotline at 636-487-HAND or by email at mike at wfodshow.com. Special thanks, as always, to our Patreon sponsors, Assistant Treads, Benny Michaels, Brian Cranz, Liquid Lozenge, Valerie Carpenter, Jay Adson, and Rabbit Poundings. You can be a Patreon sponsor yourself for as little as a dollar a month and receive early access to episodes at patreon.com slash WFOdecks. Our entire back catalog is available on WFODshow.com, as well as Cola Rankings, Flat Drunks, and more. Check us out on social media at WFODshow on Twitter and Instagram, or wfodix on Facebook and YouTube. We'll be back next week, but really, we're never gone. Take
0: care. mm